Well, the first thing that I wanted to say was, how are you feeling? You got the vid, you got COVID. How are you and your family doing, bro? Um, we're, we're doing pretty good. Uh, I think it's the, the blessing of the vaccine is that it, it really does, um, it really helps you recover uh, much faster. And the symptoms are not as bad. So we're, we're, we're doing good. It's our 10 day of uh, quarantine. So it officially ended today. Um, okay. And I, the family is the family is doing is doing good. Thank God for okay. that. Yeah. Yeah, and I I say that because that's the reason why we're on Zoom. <laughs> we're not in person. <laughs> yes. Because of that, um, I didn't know today was the tenth day. I thought it was tomorrow. Yeah. No. It 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 counts depending on you know what it says on the official, you know, government side. It's it's five days of exposure exposure and then five days after you test positive and today oh, okay. yesterday was my 10th day basically but you know today i'm still like chilling <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm glad that you and the fam are good um and are getting better in health praise god for that um so yes, today today we're going to be talking about liturgy and for some, that might be a word that they've never heard about or, or heard of. Um, and some might see it as a charged word. And yep. so what I wanted to start off with this tea time is, Pastor Tony, what is liturgy? What is it? Basically, the term means the service of the people, you know, people serving uh, the Lord. When we come in the church and we minister to God, we serve God. Uh, we're performing liturgy, um, but you know, in a in a broader um, understanding, it's it's the practices that a church has that form their worship service and other things. So every church from the very beginning has a liturgy, no matter how small or how um, pragmatic it may seem. Like every church that has ever existed has a liturgy and uh, the service of the people to God and the practices of the people. So when we talk about liturgy, what we usually, what people are usually saying is um, a high view on liturgy. Like, you know, there are things that some churches do that are very liturgical that, um, that's, that don't have the spontaneous um, flavor of what most evangelical churches will do. You know, that includes prayers, reciting of the creeds, some, some readings. And so to people that grew up in an environment where this was never practiced, it's kind of odd. And people get a little confused at times, um, but it's, it's, it's basically what it is. It's the practices of the community of faith that minister to God. Okay, awesome. I think that's a pretty clear definition. Um, and when you go into that a little bit deeper, um, specifically for our context. I think we kind of gave a brief overview of what this podcast um, is and going to be. And mm -hmm. that's for the people around in our community, obviously, of our church, Castellus House of Light Church. And it also could be for those that might be tuning in, listening. Um, but for our con in our context, for our people, we've been practicing um, different things for the past, I want to date it back to like three years. Maybe it's more, maybe it's less. I don't know. What do you think? 
It's a little bit more than three years. Okay. Uh, it's probably about five years, give or take. But I think we got really serious about three years ago. And that's when people started noticing some of the changes. And the, the bigger change in our liturgy, I think it includes the, the reading of scriptures. You know, for the most part, before our in our services, scripture was kind of like a like you know like a little bit of pepper on your on your food, you sprinkle it here and there, and you know you had to, and you read a Bible verse or something like that. And I think now our services are embedded in scripture. We have three official readings, and then we do the reading for the sermon, and sometimes we do a lot of other uh, verses. Now, when I say that three main, you know courses of uh, spiritual food i'm talking about long readings of scriptures that we do together in a responsive way i think that probably the, the main change is that um, <clears throat> and then there are some other practices like like prayers that we read and you know uh, some uh, creeds particularly the apostles creed that we repeat very often too yeah so i mean yeah, we, I think you're right. Like three years ago, that's when I started even noticing like the change. And that's when uh, a lot of the others started saying, oh, we're doing something different in the services. Yeah. Um, nothing bad with it. Um, although some might take it in a different way. Um, and that's kind of why I wanted to address it because liturgy, creeds, preformed prayers, um, this all sounds like another tradition in at first glance, um, yeah. specifically the Roman Catholic tradition. And so if you were someone trying to tell me, what do you guys practice in the church? How would you distinguish the two? Uh, well, you know, the there is living liturgy and there is dead liturgy. And I don't want to say that everything that happens in the Roman Catholic is, is dead because I don't dare to say that, but I, I think the main difference between uh, the things that are happening in a you know in a community of faith is that you know this 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 traditions this practices are the demonstration of a faith that is alive. So it's not just mere repetition for the sake of repeating something. It, there is no power in repeating those things. Um, I think there is a sense of you know we are aware of the the power of those words. And, and the, the power of a community saying those words, uh, but nothing, nothing else than that. And I think the main difference is, is that um, it doesn't represent for us, uh, it doesn't have any salvific um, um, elements in it. So we don't think that because we repeat those things, we are saved or not, or, or that makes us, uh, you know, more spiritual Christians. I think it gives, it gives uh, things that are important, uh, for example, it gives language to the church that that for the most part the church don't ha doesn't have language when when it comes to speaking about God. You know we have a lot of very nice sayings that preachers have said here and there, and and you know we like them. We have a lot of cliches cliches in the church. I, I think I said it right. <laughs> it's a cliche um, in the church. You know things that we've learned over the years. Uh, but I think, you know, creeds, prayers, uh, and, and, and scripture reading gives us a, a common language to speak about the mysteries of God. And, and to me, that's, that's so key because we, we, we do have a crisis of undiscipled Christians um, in, you know, throughout, to, in all the, the, the ages and stages of life. And I think one of the fundamental reasons for such a crisis is, uh, is that we don't have a system to catechize the church, to 
to teach the faith in the context of a, a community and a collective practice. And so I think that the ancient ancient ways of the church um, that that are you know um, that are a part of our heritage really helps us to get there. Now it sounds to some people it does it does sound like like Roman Catholic and and I want to say there is nothing absolutely for us in the church that uh, we're trying to emulate from the Catholic faith, uh, from the Catholic church, the Roman Catholic church. They really wanna make a distinction because the Catholicity of the church is something so important for us as believers. But you know, Catholicity and Roman Catholic is, is, are two different things. But anyways, well, maybe we can talk about it some other time. We're not trying to emulate, copy, uh, or, or do anything with with that 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 has to do with Roman Catholicism, um, but in in a way, um, if you spare me the next two minutes, um, I can say something like, you know, maybe a good example would be something that Brian Zand said a long time ago. as a pastor of, of, of and an author. He said that you know, um, imagine that that you know uh, there was a divorce in in this this family, and and one of the parents took all the family pictures, he took all the trophies. He took all, all, all the, the, the library, he took, you know, all the, 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 the thinkers of the family, he took, he took, you know, all the, all the heritage and the good things, and, and then the other parent, you know, took the kids, and, and, and I think we are the parent who took the kids, and, and then we allowed the other part of the church to take um, all of our heritage, all of our thinkers, all of our beautiful things the Holy Spirit had given the church for so long. And, and I think if we could, if I can say what we're trying to do, we're not trying to recover those things. I think those things already belong to the church. Our team are trying to give them some context in, in able to use them for the sake of our spiritual nourishment and, and, and our growth as believers. And so there's nothing um, hidden about it. It's the tradition of the church, um, the, 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 you know, the, the, uh, the good tradition of the church. And it's not founded in just thinking. Um, I, I think the practices are biblical. And, and, um, and if, if there's a practice that is not biblical, then we, you and I and others will be the first ones to say, we're not going to do that because that doesn't fit into our biblical thinking. No, I think that's well said. Um, I think a problem might be that, and maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that uh, a lot of the time um, there's not, there aren't spaces to talk about these things um, like this. I think this is very essential, very needed uh, because there are people in our church and maybe out there as well that, that hear the word liturgy or um, even uh, the Apostles' Creed, and they're frightened or they're scared, uh, yeah. and they start thinking, "Well, I thought I thought they were um, Baptist, and as if those things, if we practice those things, that takes away from you know the tradition. In reality, we're just going back, um, like like you were saying, um, we're just going back a little further and seeing uh, what those in the faith have practiced, and we're just kind of um, kind of in a way rediscovering." um those types of things if, if you're my awesome. age you no know, if you're approaching 50 years old and uh, maybe even older um the only thing you've known in the church is is this that we do today and when we when we a lot of a lot of us when we think about church and church history 
were basically just calling up maybe a hundred years ago. I mean, you know, we're talking about the, the 40s, the 50s. And and then for you guys that are younger, um, yeah. you you've not known any other kind of church ever. And and somebody that has never taken the time to to think about the 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 depth of the heritage of the church i mean how we are connected with a community of believers that they just dates back to to the time of christ you know two thousand years ago and that that particular community is is linked to the people of god israel and we have this heritage of of things that we've done together as the people of god uh, and to think that uh, what we know of the church was uh, an invention of, you know, the 50s, the 40s and the 50s is just wrong. Uh, it's wrong to think <laughs> that because we started doing it, you know, back then and we changed everything we did as a church to, to basically uh, accommodate to the changing culture in, of the world. Um, and we, fors we forsake those things that were important to the church in order to accommodate um, to assume that that's everything the church has done for the past 2,000 years is wrong. And I think that it's so funny, and just five seconds. It, it's so oh, funny yeah, to me think about, when we think about, you know, church history and we go back to, you know, the fathers of the church and the medieval times, we think those people didn't know how to be Christians. Like, <laughs> you think, like, they were they're living in a cavern or, you know, some dark place, and they didn't they they didn't know how to be good believers and and, and that is it is so funny to me to hear those you know those ideas sometimes because you know when you talk about people in in, in you know reading right after the, the the apostles into the you know the the fathers of the church um you know there's so much depth and so much um you know theology and so much thinking and philosophy of in the church um, but again, we just see it and we're like, oh, they didn't know how to be good Christians. Now we now know how to be good Christians. Yeah. The reality, we need to draw from the well of, of knowledge and history and tradition and heritage that we have that connects us to the church of the ages. Yeah. Now, what would you rather be? Would you rather be, you know, connected to a, a, a movement that exists for the past hundred years or, or be connected to the ancient people of God that comes all the way from Israel, then goes to Jesus, and then comes all the next two thousand years. Uh, to me, that that's a no-brainer. You know, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's much much more beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely the latter. Um, but I was gonna actually say there is something recent, um, like in the Christian world, uh, that kind of has something very similar to do with what we were, what we're talking about right here. Um, it was uh, actually the Passion Conference. And, yeah. you know, the Passion Conference, a lot of people have different, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> different, different ways of interpreting that. Some are super for it, some are against it. They're saying, this is heresy, this is, you know, whatever. Um, but it was very shocking to me, at least, uh, the first thing that you saw after the con the concert was over, you you hopped on TikTok, and oh my goodness, the the lines that were drawn. <clears throat> some were saying it was the best thing ever, that they grew so much closer to Christ because of it, and others were saying that this was literally the worst 
conference um, and everything about it was wrong. The preachers were heretics and all the stuff that you can hear, right? My point with that is, is that I think, and, and tell me what you think about this. I think we as the church today think that we have it all right. Like we as the me, the person um, inside the church, we are the ones with the right opinions. We are the ones that have it all figured out. And if it doesn't look the way we have it pictured in our minds, then it, it really doesn't even worship God. Yeah. Um, and kind of what you were saying really reminded me of that because a lot of people were saying, this wasn't glorifying to God. And it's like, dude, who are you to say what's glorifying to God or not? Like, there's so many more things that you wouldn't even believe um, that God can use. Uh, but we tend to put God in a, in a box, right? So I liked what you said. That was really good. Well, thank you so much. I, you, you're so right there. Um, the idea that, and this is such, such an American idea that, that we get to decide, um, you know, because we have the right to do it. And it's also, um, it's also, um, a, a, a result of the reformation, some of it, and you know, a result of the, 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 you know, the other reformations around um, that, that nobody can tell us how to be Christians, that we have figured that out. And, and the only thing we need is the Holy Spirit to tell us how to, which in a sense is true, but the Holy Spirit has been working through the church for all this time. And yeah, so amen. to say that, also to say that everything that is happening in the church today is bad, um, it, it will be will be an offense to to the Holy Spirit. I think we need to see it through the lenses of you know of the theology and, and, and biblical studies and see if the practices that we have today and we had in the past are actually contributing to the to the grace of God in our lives. Yeah, amen. And uh, one way I think that we can summarize what was said today, um, just for the people uh, that are kind of like okay, like well, what did they talk about? Um, essentially, I think the most important thing that we've seen in our church, and obviously what you said, guided by the Holy Spirit, because that's the most important thing. This is not just something that we felt, but we've really, really been praying and asking God for guidance by the Spirit and asking others that have wisdom in the church, hey, do you think that, you know, this is okay? Is this biblical? We've really thought this through. And essentially, at the final point, if you want to put it like this, it's for us to practice these things in order to educate and equip our congregation to be theologically literate. I yeah. think that's at the, at the core of it, the crux, this is what we're trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. You, you, said, you said exactly what it is. I think you get it completely right. Um, that, that is that is the reason why we we do what we do and and so that you know a theological minded congregation not for the sake of knowing stuff but for participating with God um, always in every in everywhere in every way uh, it's the goal of, of liturgy is to to minister to God so we can go out in the world and minister to others in a pluralistic world in a in a you know post post uh, truth world uh, where everything gets um, gets uh, questioned, uh, which is okay, but I think some of these practices that that we have in our church um, actually uh, actually gives us the exact definition of why Christianity is different. 
mm. why I why I believe these things and what what makes Christianity so different from from any other religion in the world is because I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and I believe in mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is only this and other. I'm not going to repeat it now, but but that would <laughs> makes us it makes it a it makes us a part. Um, yet at the same time, in the same creeds and in the same um, practices, we are encouraged to go out in the world and to and to actually participate with God in, in reconciling all things through Christ. Amen. It's a very similar message. And I think people are going to start to notice that uh, we, we just repeat the same thing. We just package it differently. Yeah, different but it's, basic, <laughs> it's, it's uh, definitely just pushing people to participate um, in the mission of God. So that's a beautiful yeah. thing. Thank you, Pastor Tony, for your time. I appreciate it. This is where we will stop. Please let us know if you guys have any other questions that we will try, attempt to answer. We love you guys. We're praying for you guys. Yes. Grace and peace. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.